Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run but count the cost. The battle's won but the child is lost. Two! This is Kyrie Payton. I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should too. Hi, welcome to your Fear of the Walking Dead cast, the the non-celebrity version this week. Sorry about that, kids. Yeah, you know, just just us this week. You're just not us. a celebrity. Well, we, we're celebrities in our own minds, you know. And, and, oh, okay. And to the three people that uh, to, that listen to us, David David Pascrell gave me a. a a good uh, compliment on one of our last shows. He's like funniest McGregor quote. Now, you know, I'd shoot. I would have shot Strand in the head a long time ago, but in, I'm a pacifist. So <laughs> somebody's enjoying my weirdness. So that's good. But uh, yeah, we're still there. Yeah, we're trying to talk because we're a podcast and that's what we do. And uh, I'm Scott McGregor, and this is Mike Zumo and Beth Hughes. And uh, Brian couldn't make it tonight because he's got a work thing going on. We have lost one of our ranks. We have. Uh, <laughs> we, we left My him, baby. <laughs> we left him to, to sit by a tree and bleed, and surprise, surprise, he, he wasn't there when we got back. Uh, but uh, we are covering Walking Dead proper season 8, episode 3, and we're going to go right back to our, our boring little uh, synopsises here, um, beat for beat. So David Pascarella and Gene Hendricks, you, you can catch up. And I got some things to say. It's probably a good thing Mr. Zapsik isn't with us uh, this week because he's a, a very big fan of the show. And the, this season's trying to lose me again all of a sudden, guys. I don't know. I got some things to say. Uh, so let's let's get into it and, and let the, the ranting uh, continue or commence. Well, fuck, you were on your such your best behavior, Scott. I was a little worried about you <laughs> when Mike was on. <laughs> I, I've done the radio thing. I've had to talk to people that I, I don't necessarily agree with before. I, I, I've pretty much got that down pat. So, uh, no. I just thought it was because you speaking out, you know, like me and my husband. Oh, I, I totally was. I totally was. I'm like so proud of us that we got Mike Zapsik on here and, and so grateful that he did that. And it won't be the last. Now I'm hungry for more, more celebrities. Right? Yeah, he was really sweet. Okay, I'm ready when you are. I did like the last two episodes. uh, Probably better than this one. Um, So we'll get into that. But we are uh, gathered in a group, and Ezekiel is is still just high on optimism, and he holds up a walkie-talkie that he found on an enemy lookout for his soldiers to hear his transmitted voices, make it clear that the saviors are expecting them. Even though they're outnumbered, Ezekiel remains just annoyingly optimistic. Uh, which is why we could see the end of this episode pretty much coming a mile away. Um, as he leads a group of kingdom warriors to the woods, they run into a band of saviors, and they're outnumbered, and we, we think everyone's done for. And uh, they raise their hands and uh, surrender. But we should have noticed that Carol wasn't with them, because she's got the second team hiding in the woods uh, to ambush the ambush, and they slaughter the unsuspecting uh, saviors. And um, 
just want to start right off the bat here with two little nitpicks about this one. Um, you know, Carol mentions that, yeah, we probably are, are, are outnumbered and outgunned, but we have strategy. And, and apparently the saviors, literally the biggest, most powerful kids on the block for years, are just going to fall into their trap because they have no strategy. Because <sighs> no one could have seen the ambush of an ambush coming. You know, not if you've, you've been king shit of the apocalypse by now. I'm sure you've never encountered that situation before. But I, I'm just not, not feeling how easily uh, our survivors are, are doing stuff to them when they've been previously shown as this very well organized and very you know outsmarting Rick at just about a return except for this season when we need them to lose a few battles so. yeah but I think the one thing that allows them to have one up on them is they have now seen how they operate and because they know how they operate they knew how to you know, confront them or find them and and knew where they'd be and that they'd be scattered. So uh, conquer and divide was the best way to go, you know? Will, Knowing your enemy is, is uh, yeah. part of it. I, I will grant them that one. It, and it was, it's a ruse that could have worked and it, it does work, you know, in warfare and stuff. But uh, my second in, uh, nitpick isn't, isn't going to be so easy to explain their way out of, I don't think. Because if you're uh, basically the setup for for you at home that don't watch the show, was Ezekiel and his crew, you know, get kind of surrounded and put their hands up, and then Carol and company comes in behind the people surrounding them and just start spraying automatic fire and hits nobody in the other group at all, which is, I'm sorry, completely unrealistic. There was an explanation. Was there? I didn't get. Yeah, it's a miracle. Okay, yeah, there we go. Well, you know, we've had our share of those. <laughs> I thought maybe someone on Talking Dead had come out and be like, no, this is why they could hit every bullet, you know, with the people they were uh, firing at, despite the fact that pretty much nobody can actually do that with an automatic weapon. But I would actually love to hear, what we need to do is, is hunt down an actual, like, soldier that we know to come on here and critique some of the the war things that are going on um, and see if they are tactically sound. You would think that uh, a show with the budget of Walking Dead would be able to, hopefully they hire a couple, you know, uh, military consultants like all these shows seem to have. But oh, Yeah, but these really aren't military people. These are Everyday people with people. guns. All the more reason that uh, Carol's group would have probably shredded half of their own people in that setup. You know, you come in from the side and shoot. You don't shoot the cross. There's also thing. dumb luck as a possible comment. Dumb possible luck is, is the guiding light of a lot of this show. <laughs> and that's... Look, it's just because Ezekiel said there will not be one. Yeah, yeah, we had to, we had to, we had to play up that illusion for a little bit, but uh, that, to me, that just wasn't the way to do it. Uh, oh, I better get out of Facebook because it's dinging me. Shut up, Facebook. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my little thing on that one. We will continue, but um, am I off base on that one? Does that seem a little too convenient for everyone? Instead, we had to. No, I mean, I I get it definitely, and I don't disagree. But I, I, you know, I, I 
You know, the art of war, what can I say? (laughs) Yeah, I actually know why I'm hung up on this one, because I've been playing a game, coincidentally enough, an apocalyptic game, uh, where you you play like an armed group of soldiers, and I'm fucking constantly shooting my own people by accident, so I'm just angry about that, that my my video game people aren't as accurate as the people on Walking Dead. Okay, yeah, it's personal. (laughs) Sue me. Uh... (laughs) Are you sure you're not shooting your own people on purpose? I, I definitely am not shooting my own people on purpose. It's taken me uh, God knows how many video gaming hours to get them where they are. I do not want them dying. I have to <laughs> reload that goddamn game for like ten times permission. It's really getting to me. I'll let it go now. <laughs> In the Savior's office building outpost, Morales, our buddy that showed up uh, briefly last week, uh, holds Rick at gunpoint. And he observes that they have both changed since they last saw each other in Atlanta. They both have more respectable beards, anyway. And they, he says that Negan commanded the Savers to capture Rick, Maggie, and Ezekiel. So they're, like, on a no-kill list, because they want to be brought in alive as pie, prizes, presumably then to meet Lucille, who knows, or just to break them again, because Negan's all about that. Outside, the Saviors receive Morales' warning via walkie-talkie, and they abandon the shootout against the Alexandrian forces and retreat inside, and the Alexandrians follow them. Away from the battle, Aaron leans uh, our wounded Eric against a tree and examines his wound, and uh, Eric implores Aaron to leave him and keep fighting, and uh, Aaron reluctantly returns to combat, and I think we kind of saw how that one was going to end up. Jesus and his group uh, leave the captured saviors down the highway as they head back to Hilltop. And Morgan and Tara are at odds with Jesus for letting the saviors live. You know, the savior letting the saviors live. That makes sense to me. Uh, and endangering their group. And, and they're pretty uptight about it. And, and we're seeing the beginnings of a little civil war, basically, in the group where, you know, Tara and Morgan side of things are going to be like, we should kill all of them, and Jesus is trying to be the the voice of morality, which probably puts a target on his face. Um, You know, I often wonder if Jesus would have felt the way he feels if he was there at the moment that we lost Glenn and Abraham, you know, it just the brutality of it all. Morgan wasn't there either. Right. Yeah, Morgan's just gone loopy for most of But we know more of Morgan's backstory than we ever known of Jesus' backstory. So we can get where Morgan's coming from, you know, or why he's angry or... Well, I get the sense. I mean, I think Jesus is just taking the smart road, and he's like, we're, you know, we've decided to follow certain people in this group. We need to let them make these decisions, you know, as opposed to us just doing it in the field. You know, if we're really trying to build a society or something, we have to have trust in our leaders. And if Jesus got them back to Hilltop and Maggie's like, mow them all down, he'd probably protest, but he probably would be like, you're the boss, you know. Well, it did, you know... We're not there yet, but Maggie didn't seem exactly on the same page. No, no. When he showed up with his new pets. No, no. But how can he refuse that fucking guy? I mean, mean, he's like, you know, I'm basically straight, and I don't want to go to bed with him. He's just awesome. He's, (laughs) you know, he can convince any, he's Jesus. He can convince anybody of anything, you know. Humperdue. Oh, (laughs) wrong show. (laughs) (laughs) He's the anti-Humperdue, I guess that would be. 
Well, he's just, you know, uh, he's trying to, they're always, I mean, the All Out War arc here is, is basically the culmination of the conversation the show has been having with itself for eight years, you know, which is, do you remain moral or do you just do what you got to do to survive? And he's, he's taking the, the moral side of things right now. And I, 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 mean, I really, I, I get his point of view, right? So he, if there were to mow everyone down and just not bother with trying to save anyone, then for sure they're just as bad as the group they're trying to kill. Yeah. But if you want to make things different and you want to try to unbrainwash them, then who can you trust? Yeah. So I really worry about where they're going with this idea of keeping them alive. I, I think I would be just like Morgan and Tara. I'd want them dead. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that I could do it just off of the basis of not wanting to be the same as they are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's kind of a moral choice everyone in this universe has to make. And I mean, Jesus, you know, last episode i think it was or the one before was you know when tara wanted to pop that guy and he's like i am not shooting a dude with his hands up you know i'm just not doing it i can't you know right and uh you know some of our group can and i I think the point is being made that we shouldn't judge anybody for whatever side they come down on in this world because pragmatically speaking you should mow all these people down they're going to take up super resources of your limited resource community and we ain't gonna put them Right. Well, we got trailers out back, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's not exactly the most secure prison in the world either. I guess they could go back to the prison. And, uh, well, they place, got so. out of a <laughs> damn train car, so, you know, being yeah. in a trailer is not much different. Yeah, so, I don't know. It remains to be seen. Uh, back with Rick and Morales. Uh, Rick tells Morales that uh, Lori, you know, trying to, to plead his own case. Basically, uh, Rick's like, Lori, Shane, Andrea, Glenn are all dead. You know, tells Morales that Negan bashed Glenn's head in uh, right in front of the widow. And Morales tells Rick that, hey, you know, Saviors rescued me after I lost my family and my sanity. They gave me purpose. And so that's why I'm with them. You know, it's not like I'm just doing what I do. He insists that he and Rick are basically the same. And Rick tries to argue against it, but he really can't at this point, unless he's changing, which I think we're seeing that he is a little. Um, but he's like, hey, we're just men who are willing, we're just two assholes who are willing to do whatever it takes to keep going. And, you know, the only difference between me and you is I'm the one holding the gun. I'm the lucky one. And then Daryl slips into the room and just pops him anyway with the crossbow. And Rick yes. says, you shouldn't have done that. And uh, Rick informs Daryl that the guns that they were looking for are not in the building, and they hear the savers approaching. Oh, before you go on, I love Daryl's reaction to killing Morales. Mm. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, who gives uh, a shit? Daryl's definitely. Which is kind of how I felt when they, they revealed the uh, guy coming back with Morales. Yeah, who gives a shit. Uh, well, yeah, I know. Right. And apparently, the writers didn't give a shit either because they didn't keep him around long. <laughs> But you know how we were saying Rick just didn't give a fuck how he was just on a killing spree and and he wasn't caring who he was killing. At this point, I think Rick is standing there saying, you know, he's yelled, yelled at Daryl as he was doing it to stop. Yeah. Uh, 
do we think he's having some kind of conflict of interest here or, you know, struggling with his, uh, with his self about what he really would do? I think it would be smart. I think the catalyst is him killing Gracie's father and, you know, right. kind of being exactly. shot back into reality or morality, you know, by that. And, uh, you know, who was Gracie's he... father? Uh, the guy that... Is that the guy who he redecorated the bathroom with? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, he didn't know the guy was a daddy when he did it, but he kind of right. that he just took the baby's father away from him. Um, and, you know, obviously... So, that's some good writing, in my opinion. If, if Rick makes that arc because of that catalyst, and I think they're showing that, I, I like that. Um, because it's kind of a long time coming. Because they really shouldn't have taken that for him. He's got a kid. He shouldn't have to, like, kill a baby's father to realize that he's taking a lot of baby's fathers probably from them. Or maybe he just thought he had the only baby in the apocalypse. I don't know. Exactly. Um, Forgetting that there are other families. Yeah. So I, I do like that. I'm a little concerned. And I think he's concerned with, I think, the overarching moral of this, the Rick story of this episode, at least, is that he's seeing how hard he's turned some of these other people into stone cold killers and he's like kind of like oh my god what have I done to these people um, exactly Daryl is a prime example of that yeah <laughs> Daryl's just all out of fucks to give <laughs> yeah. and through the back yep you know uh, <laughs> so uh, despite being held captive Jared uh, taunts that's a guy that killed uh, young Ben in the last season uh, taunts Morgan about Benjamin's death pretty much the stupidest thing you could do if you want to live uh, and Morgan of course spins around and names uh, his gun at Jared and uh, and he what he does is he notices for those of you at home he notices that uh, Morgan's armor is a lot smaller and it's because and I didn't really notice this myself but that he's wearing Ben's armor now as kind of a tribute which is also kind of tactically stupid but apparently he can get apparently at all any gunshot that goes at Morgan hits the armor and bounces off as evidenced last episode um, so yeah he starts kind of uh, ribbing about that and, and notices that he's got the kids uh kid's armor on and and i'm fairly surprised that morgan restrained himself long enough to kill him i don't think he was gonna restrain himself but then no. we get zombies rolling down the hill yeah was that not a bit ridiculous i just can't uh, okay <laughs> in the parlance of our it, times i just can't even yeah and even it? brian was like what the hell not not just one zombie all of them decide uh, to roll down that's the only way to get there i'm <laughs> glad you said that because they did decide because if you i want the second time i watched it like you can tell their actors actually willing getting down falling and rolling. down to roll i mean it's just like oh it's like what uh, walkers never had to walk down a hill before in this universe. I find that hard to believe. Exactly. And wouldn't they just uh-huh. keep? It, you know, wouldn't they be like the turtles in Mario Brothers that just walk off the edge? Something. Wouldn't they just kind of keep walking and just fall? I was just horrified, quite frankly. Out of all the horrifying things this show tries to show us, uh, this was the most horrifying. Because it was probably, in my opinion, the silliest moment in this series has ever done. <laughs> With the possible exception of Lori crashing her car on an empty road. Uh, it's a tied for first right now with Lori crashing her car, in my opinion. 
And plus, oh, they, they, you know, you would think at least, and, and they pop up really quick, too. They're like, yeah, they just get right up. They, no, you know, and it's like they're none, on top none of, them of them. arms fell off. No, it was no. just, they rolled down the hill and point. Yeah. It's like they were yeah. strategizing. Vertical again. Yes, it's like the turkeys were organized. Um, yeah, I just. I would have wow, preferred if any had to fall, maybe one or two, because they tripped over each other. And the rest walked down, but that was absurd. I I know, and there were some great looking walkers in that design wise. But and I know Nicotero and company have to find new ways to to uh, yeah, you know, do different action scenes and and keep it fresh. But I don't know what the writers' room was smoking on. on yeah, that but the, the rules day. have to be consistent. The walkers, they're they're all instinct. They're no cognitive brain function they can't decide to roll down hills no and i mean well i think we're led to believe they did, weren't deciding to but the then give us a bigger hill because i you know i, I could, did you watch it i was watching those those walkers decided to get down and roll yeah exactly yeah i mean they, they yes. should have shot above the feet or something because <laughs> it just did not look well at all and i don't think they have the ability to walk down a hill that seat they would just kind of fall and slide and probably break yeah, yeah. I mean, or just the hill. They were as badly as they were all torn up, and you could see the flesh. You would think that an arm would come off, a leg would fly off. Right, it <laughs> certainly ain't going to be. They don't yeah, know to be careful, especially rolling. Right. I mean, they certainly aren't going to be popping right back up like freaking bunnies and, and attacking immediately. They're, no, they're going to get all gummy probably going to lose half their legs on the roll down and, and, you know, yeah, or anything else. They'd probably be trailing guts behind them the whole way. That would have been a cool effect. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for those Batman 66, you know, roll. <laughs> or wait for some carnival music or something. I just don't know what they were thinking on that one. Um, I mean, it was, you know, a good little opportunity for the, the following scene to take place, but man, you could have just done that any other way and it would have looked better and it went on far too long yeah we, yeah <laughs> definitely yeah I agree but Morgan of course goes nuts and chases uh, one of the groups of saviors I think it was the one with Jared and it uh, you know runs yeah. obviously and he shoots one of them in the head um, and Jesus stops him from killing the rest of them and, and Morgan suddenly goes all kung fu crazy and warns that the saviors will never change and swings his staff at Jesus. And, and they were a pretty glorious fight. There was some good martial arts going on in this episode. I, I gotta give there really, yeah. really was. Give props the to the fight choreography. Oh, my God. Yeah, choreography. Yeah, it was, uh, it was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, this is going on. Walking and rolling down the hill. <laughs> well, yeah, they had to make up for it somehow. Yeah, they did. That's, that's the only saving grace of this episode is the Jesus Morgan fight, in my opinion. Because uh, that was nice. And, and Tom Payne, obviously, I mean, they both did pretty much all of that. It looked like it was in camera. Um, so that's, they did some, some work on that one. They really did. In the Talking Dead, they show a glimpse of them uh, fighting and when they were staying in this warehouse and they would train like uh, because they apparently live in the same apartment or same trailer uh anyway so they were really working hard to get the uh uh the count right and it looked 
amazing. Yeah, I and mean, we've seen Jesus kick some ass in this before, but that yeah. that was really nice. And, he, and that goes, he's a super badass in the comics. I mean, almost to a comical extent, but th- this showed it was a really good fight, is what I'm trying to express here. Uh, <laughs> and, and of all things, with Morgan, yeah, I mean, you expect to see Morgan whip on Jesus' ass. Well, nope, it didn't turn out that way. Nope. Jesus was able to put him in his place in no trouble. No trouble whatsoever. Well, there was some good back and forth. Morgan got some licks in, he got some licks in, and yeah, it was it was a not unrealistic fight between the those two powerhouses and thought it looked great. Uh, back to the more not necessarily great stuff. <laughs> Ezekiel's knights overtake a savior outpost at the chemical plant, uh, killing everyone in the shootout, and Ezekiel rallies his troops as they continue their savior-killing crusade, and of course he's still going about, we shall not lose one person this day, and I'm screaming at my TV, shut up, shut up, idiot. <laughs> the fates are listening. <laughs> Rick and Daryl fire at the saviors in the hallway of the office building. Um, obviously, taking a few clue, uh, uh, you know, cue from the uh, Netflix shows. Cause hallway fights are always awesome. Um, the fighting continues in our other group, and Jesus parries Morgan's attacks, urges him to calm down several times. He starts getting the better of him, but then he gets a couple good shots in with his staff, as we were saying, and. Uh, <laughs> This is where I start losing it again. Rick shoots at the fire extinguisher, releasing a cloud of smoke. Uh, Rick and Daryl use the cover to attack the saviors, and Rick hears Aaron calls out, relaying his location. Now, is anyone playing the mobile Walking Dead game? Um, that what is it, No Man's Land or something? No, I guarantee this will show up as a level because this felt like so much like a video game level to me. Uh, I've been playing too many video games lately. Yes, audience, sue me. Um, I have no life. Um, but you know what I didn't understand is, uh, even though they they shot the extinguisher, are you think really the saviors are going to walk into that? Yeah, well, that's that's why I call it a video game level because that's that's one of the things you would do in like a tactical shooter game, you know, to, to yeah, distract people. Or, yeah, <laughs> it just felt a little, a little too easy for me. Uh, yeah, just just at that point, just let them keep having bottomless clips, you know. But as I said, that that will show up as a video uh, video game level in the, in the Walking Dead game. I guarantee it. Now, uh, when. Rick threw up four, was it four fingers? Was it four fingers because there were four saviors or four fingers because he only had four bullets? I don't know. I thought he did three, actually. I thought it was like a countdown, maybe. I thought he was doing okay. three, two, one, but right. it could have been any of those things. Because, yeah, Daryl... Just... I, I just wasn't sure myself. Yeah. I was a little confused about what he was trying to say to Daryl with, you know, that with that. That could be, because Daryl had just yelled that he was out of bullets, so it could have been... Right. Like, and this is what I have left, or this is who, how many they have left. Um, but we have extinguisher power, so no worries. So Morgan and Jesus continue fighting in the woods, and Morgan uh, finally, well, we think it's over, and Morgan aims a stick at Jesus' throat. It looks like he's about to spear him, but lowers it when Tara and the others arrive. And he admits that he's not right, but he also is not wrong. Um, but when he says he's not right, it's like, yep, Morgan's finally kind of gone total bye-bye, and I don't think yeah. he's coming back. <laughs> 
And he basically yeah. says, I can't be a part of this, and which means, you know, I can't be a part of mercy, essentially. I just have to kill everybody that's not us. Um, and maybe just not me now, because he basically leaves. He grabs his uh, rifle and, and leaves the group. Hey, he grabs his Definitely. rifle and yeah. He flipped a switch, and it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, I, go, he's gonna go clear. Yep, yeah, yeah. I, probably Jared was uh, probably the little catalyst on that one for the final, you know, the snapple point. <laughs> I think he would have cleared Jared. He should have. Now, did he kill? Was that that wasn't the guy you shot though, wasn't it? So, and the rest of them. No, I think he shot the guy that was bitten. Right, and so, but it looked like the rest of them got away, uh, or at least that group. Well, he shot. He he shot him in the woods. Yeah, he shot him in the woods. At least I thought he did. But they didn't get that one group back, did they? I don't think. No, they did. That whole time when I thought that uh, was the one group. Well, there was a whole lot of them. No, there were like different strings of them. That, there were like several that, different chain gangs of them, basically. And it's like one ran no, off, but there were still several. Oh, yeah, the rest stayed back because they had guns. The guy says, stop, they have guns. And there was only one string of the guys that were running through the woods. And two, I thought, died out of those. Yeah. The one who was fucking with Morgan and some other guy. I don't even know who it was. It's hard to get a handle on how many hostages they had, but it's apparently a shitload because they get to Hilltop and they have a lot of people with them. So. Yeah, they do. <laughs> a lot of mouths to feed. Speaking of which, we get some nice Gregory slime uh, as he's banging on the Hilltop gate and pleads with Maggie to let him in. And um, I'm just fist pumping when he started weeping. She accuses <laughs> him of betraying Hilltop and he admits he made a mistake. I didn't think he could win. I just wanted to be on the winning side. And after begging a while, Maggie reluctantly lets him in. Yeah, it was the I'm scared. Yeah, that made her stop in her in her you know shoes and just let him in. I mean, I'm like, really, this fucker? You're gonna? Yeah, I left him outside. I think she let him in just to shut him up, and then you're like, why do we kill him? You're like, ain't worth a bullet, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna fucking dig a hole for this asshole. Yeah. So Jesus and Tara arrive with their little uh, hostage crew, and Maggie hesitates to let them in, but Jesus suggests they lock the POWs in the empty trailers uh, with guards placed around the clock. And asshole Gregory, who was just offered mercy, of course, instantly joins the team Kill Them All. You know, we can't have those monsters in here. And, and I love how Maggie just basically says, go away, little boy, let the adults speak. Mm. <laughs> you know, she essentially dismisses him. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the, the adults are talking now. Go the fuck away. Mary, go to your room. Before I change my mind, yeah. Go find your scotch and think about what you've done. <laughs> yeah. So Rick, Daryl, and the Alexandrias kill the remaining uh, walkers at the office building outposts, and Rick takes a picture of the carnage with an instant camera. He writes a note on a piece of paper and folds it up. And, and there's been some speculation that he's like kind of doing the same thing Negan did with his Polaroids, you know, to maybe gloat later. But I actually thought about it, and I think Rick is maybe. I think he's being a historian. Honestly, I think he's like he's Ken Burns right now. He's you know he's taking pictures of the war. <laughs> and, See, I you know, didn't for future think that. Generations. I thought- 
I was talking to Brian about it, and I said, honey, maybe he's, you know, taking pictures because uh, he's looking for certain people that he's, you know, like the leaders or something. Okay, right. we've killed oh, this guy. Yeah. We've killed this guy. Yeah. Um, but we're still missing these leaders once we take them out kind of thing. That's what was going through my head. Ah, that, that makes actually more sense than what I just said, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. That would be tactically smart. Okay, I have something to tell y'all. Um, 51 minutes in, did y'all notice the bottle of blood laying on the floor? No. No. Yes, there was a bottle of blood laying on the floor. It's like they forgot to take it out of the scene, and it got shot. Uh, no kidding. So, like, really? special effects blood, basically, is what you're saying? <laughs> Yes. Okay. So you know how they had the guy in the vest who's just waking up just before the scene where uh, Rick's taking those pictures. Mm -hmm. Now he's the first one you see turning and he wakes up like he's getting off the ground. Well, that very like right after that, they're showing a fade in. Well, during that fade in, there's a couple of guys and you see uh, the zombies eating that one guy that's laying down well right on the floor was this uh, you see scattered bullets everywhere and then you see this bottle of blood clear as day it's like a squirt bottle <laughs> yeah i'll bet it was i bet it was just a little, little mistake yeah good act. and i just happened to catch it and i was like holy shit that's a, a, a you know a squirt bottle of blood <laughs> And I had a show, I was wanting to uh, show Brian, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, look, there's a bottle of blood. He was like, oh my gosh, it is. It's like the, one of those lotion bottles you, you pop open, you squeeze it, you know? I was like, yeah, wow, I can't believe they just forgot that it was there and, you know, it got shot. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, they had a car in the Lord of the Rings movie, so yeah, these things happened. Um, <laughs> good, good idea, yeah. <laughs> bad Nicotero, bad. Um, <laughs> cool. So yeah, Rick, the either historian or, or taking tactical device, folds up his paper. Aaron returns to the the tree where he left Eric, but finds it empty. And he sees a herd of walkers in the distance and cries when he spots Eric walking towards them, moving with the familiar gait of a walker, of course. And another Alexandrian soldier keeps Aaron from going after him. Probably should have let him go, you know, put him down. That's kind of been the mercy thing. He that's... was in no state to do that. There's yeah, probably no... not. He probably would have uh, like, given him a hug and he... gotten the old chomp or something. Yeah. He uh, he looked really distraught. There, I just don't think he could have done it without going to pieces or wanting to die himself beside him. You know, just no way. Yeah, Ross Ross Marquin acted the shit out of that scene too. It was, it was heartbreaking. He really did. And I, I, I didn't know he did a lot of uh, uh, famous voices. Oh God, I know. I can't look at him anymore without, especially like now, as he does an amazing Kevin Spacey, and now I can hear his Kevin Spacey coming out of his face, and it's disturbing. Clearly, it obviously. is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen that video. He's pretty amazing, actually. Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. 
I will not look for you, I will not pursue you, but if you don't, I will look for you, I will find you, and you know, I'll kill you. Yeah, so 1,100 men went into the water, 316 men come out, and all the sharks, they took the rest. June the 29th, 1945, and I want my shark. No, wire hangers, come on. What's wire hangers doing in this closet? I mean, I told you, no wire hangers ever. Come on, you wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. I want you to draw me like one of your French girls wearing this, wearing only this. Breathe in through the nose, wax on, wax off. Don't forget to breathe, it's very important. I could have had class. I could have been a contender instead of being a bum. Which is what I am. The only problem with that, I mean, luckily Ross Marquand sold it, but frankly, we never really got to know Eric all that much. He's shown up very sporadically. I was always a fan of, like, one of my favorite scenes was when they had Daryl over for Spaghetti Night, and, you know, we got to see a little bit of the relationship going on there, but it was kind of didn't have a lot of impact for us, the viewer, because we just don't know him all that well. We had to feel it all through what Ross was doing. Look, if they're fucking feeding you spaghetti, you know it's close to your time, right? <laughs> it must be, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was a little pissed at Daryl, actually, because uh, later when Daryl and um, Rick show up, Aaron's just sitting there in a daze as the Alexandrians prepare to leave, and Rick emerges from the building holding um, the orphan baby Gracie, and Aaron offers to take her to Hilltop, and um, you know because him and Eric were going to go there anyway and update Maggie. And he's just like, right. I, need, I need to do this. I need to have a purpose right now or I'm fucking done. And uh, Daryl's just kind of like nothing. I, I was thinking Daryl could have given his spaghetti night buddy a fucking hug or something. I mean, Jesus, man. You know, we know you're going all cold, but shit. At least give your friend a fucking sympathy pat on the back or something. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It yeah. it was kind of like, all right, take the baby and get the fuck out. We yeah. got business to get into. Yeah. <laughs> but I love me some Daryl regardless. <laughs> I still say his hair is an issue. You know, you could not possibly hey. see it as accurately as he does hey. with hair in his face. No. I'm Leave it alone. Sure it makes the ladies all <laughs> hot and bothered, but uh Realistically speaking, it's not the best thing for good sighting down a rifle. Uh, <laughs> He's tried it a few times. He has, and it does look good short. But you know, it's not. It's the fucking zombie world, okay? Ah, okay. Uh, I'm trying to take up for him, but you know, there's a uh, Aaron with his awesome haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as uh, what was her name there, uh, <laughs> who lasted about one and a half episodes over on uh, Fear the Walking Dead, mentioned to Alicia that your hair can be a liability. They can grab that shit. So, <laughs> it's not note, that Sarah. long. <laughs> it's just long enough for the ladies to, you know, rub their fingers through his hair. <laughs> it's about a ponytail level, though. I've, I've had bangs that long when I had a full ponytail, and it's like, you can, that shit's annoying, man. You do not want that in your face. <laughs> driving it's like dangerous to drive with hair in that <laughs> bangs that long <laughs> i know look I know what he's, I say. Uh, then i say he's an older gentleman doesn't want to show the age so you know he's leaving it long let the man alone <laughs> mickey z are you snoring on us over there 
Mike. I think Mike. Ooh. He's out. We have a podcast of Mike snoring. I love it. Hey, Mike. Mike. It's spaghetti night, and Aaron's got his hand on your knee. Mike. Mike. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) You know all that's going on in the podcast, right? (laughs) We only got about five minutes of you snoring. It's no biggie. Oh, right. well. We're done soon, man, I promise. Uh, Long day. <laughs> I hear you. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> so Rick and Daryl load their vehicles. Do the Walking Dead cast, folks. <laughs> Better fucking sleep aid than Xanax. Let me tell you. Uh, listen, you put this on and you go to bed, you'll be out in minutes. Didn't get enough sleep at work today. So Rick and Daryl load the vehicles up as they prepare to leave the outpost, and a lone savior fires at them from behind a nearby tree, which Rick remarks, he's like, I know there's only one of you because that tree's too small. Well, that was actually a big <laughs> yeah. fucking tree. I could have hit five people his size behind that thing. That's what I'm saying. That was a tree. <laughs> yeah. And I would have had four or five more just crunching down, you know, while four or five more stood behind it. behind that tree. I think I'd have a massive crunch. Yeah. Oh, whatever. We got the point. Um, just better location scouting, guys. That's all I'm saying. So Rick negotiates with the Savior, and he promises to give the Savior a car in exchange for some information, and uh, he comes out of hiding, and Rick asks if some M2 Brownings, uh, 50 calibers, were ever stored in the office building, and he reveals that the weapons were transferred to Gavin's outpost the previous day. So, and once they have the needed air information, Daryl just, bam, shoots him right in the head without a second thought, and Rick gives him a look, like... As we said, I think this is definitely going to where Rick is seeing, like, oh, my God, what? These people aren't even people anymore. We are yeah. vegan. You know? Yeah, <laughs> what have we done? What have I done? Exactly. Uh-huh. And, and if, if this whole war, I mean, in the books, this war is, you know, it's it's about basically the, the soul of, of the survivors. It's like, are we going to really just be our enemy or are we going to be better? And the title of this is Monsters, which, if you know, you're Nietzsche has some connections there so um yeah so i mean i think it's it's and i think andrew lincoln is really portraying that well and i don't give him a lot of props lately in this show but he he really acted the shit out of that and he just looked at daryl like what have i done you know right i mean if you give someone your word not only do you expect your best friend to follow it but you're gonna follow it yeah you know that was real fucked up. Yeah, and that's like that's like insubordination. If if like Rick is the leader, you should have been like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" You know, if exactly. I make if I make a pact with someone, I expect my my lieutenants to fucking hold it up. That's now, was right. he shocked about Daryl about Daryl killing him, or about how Daryl didn't care? Because oh. he kind of gave him the same look after he killed Morales. Yeah, um, I think both. It's just like, wow, you know, like, well, that's where the Civil War is going to come in, and and I think it's going to be like Rick and Maggie on the Mercy side, and a bunch of other people pretty much being like, you know, fuck them. And Ezekiel might be one of those. But if you, you know, if you were Daryl on that other side, I mean, they fucking took your dignity. They fed you like a dog. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean. I can get his point of view, although the leader just said, you got my word, you know, 
I have, I'm really conflicted about it. Well, and I get that, and that's where Tara's, you know, rage comes from with Denise and, and Morgan's, you know, even though he wasn't there, he's like, you know, what these people did to us, and I think... It's okay, Morgan's not there now. Yeah. Well, I think Jesus is the wise one, obviously, um, in thinking that it's like, look, let's let Maggie make this decision, because if that girl can show mercy, then the rest of us don't have an excuse, you know? If she says it's That's okay to true. keep people alive, you know, she's the one that pretty much lost the most in this mess. Um, yeah. yeah. So, or at least the most <laughs> brutally. And so it's like, if she's going to be forgiving, then the rest of y'all ought to be too, or at least find it in your hearts to be, because she's she's the one that should be the most vengeful of all of us at this point. Well, not only that, Jesus does have a point. Eventually the war is going to be over. Yeah. yeah. And... Not all the saviors are going to be dead. No, and that that that's what I'm saying could really end up biting them in the ass. It could be a problem. Yeah, they still have to deal with the Dwight situation down the line, too. He's presumably helping them, but I'm sure there's still going to be a few people who want to kill his ass when it's all over. So, uh, What truly worries me is that Negan, if he makes it through this, which is a very strong possibility... And Rick doesn't. All that, all of them trying to save them is going to be for nothing. Yeah. It will be for nothing. Because, you know, if they get out and Negan's able to save them, which he probably will, they're just going to go right back t- to the drawing board. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get the, the Negan Gabriel scene this coming week because uh, they've been in that room for a while now well you know I was I, I was thinking watching this episode hey is this have these three episodes been one day I think pretty much yeah it, yeah. it seems like it um, which is good in a way and, but. and they're still going into the same day come next week yeah I haven't seen any previews yet but, but. oh they are any hints because of uh, towards <laughs> uh, they didn't I, I didn't see any Negan for next week, but I, did did I. See, I saw Carol going into the building, um, you know, which which you see in this last episode. You see her walking into the building uh, to go and check it out. And, of course, uh, well, I mean, have we covered this part yet? I don't no, remember no, now. Last, last paragraph. I'll, I'll do it right now. Um, we finally get yeah. to the- to the reason that Ezekiel shouldn't have been like, we shall not lose one person this day, because at the chemical plant, Ezekiel's group is surveying the aftermath of their attack, and Carol's like, we need to, you know, she's actually trying to, you know, talk some sense into him a little bit, and be like, we really need to sweep the buildings, there could be people still in there. And maybe he shouldn't speechify in an empty field. Yeah, and just have everybody, yeah, cover, folks, cover, always your friend. Um, yeah, and so uh, the, the we find the M2 Browning, so this is apparently uh, Gavin's place, because they're heavy machine guns, and they just start ripping people apart, and a couple Kingdom soldiers save Ezekiel's ass to their own detriment. Yes. And, they must uh, be Secret Service. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, we at least one well, Jerry. Luckily, Jerry's too big to do the uh, whole dive on the, the leader thing. Uh, a little too slow, so Jerry's still alive. Uh, we think, we hope, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah. Yes. 
And so I'm just, and that was it. That was fade to black, and I'm just going on the limb here and saying Ezekiel is officially fired as a general when we need to let Carol take over and stop making Carol smile because she's less effective when she's smiling and happy, apparently, because she listens to dumbass saying, we shall not lose one person, and then stands out in the field to get mowed down by machine guns. So Carol is a much smarter tactical warrior than that, and she should be running things. <laughs> so, Gavin has, so Gavin has the big gun. I, I'm assuming that's where they got to be because those, those guys... Gavin, Mr. Guns. Middle Management. Yeah, yeah, well... That's that's how you stay in middle management is you get the machine guns on your side. <laughs> so. Well, the guy who had to surrender a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what, what I was saying was how Carol is supposed to go into the building. Well, they show her next week's um, trailer that she's going to be going in with her gun, and you can see the machine gun. Yeah. The guys are at the window with the machine gun, and then they show a part where there's another machine gun behind it when they're in a truck, and they yeah. begin to shoot at Daryl and Rick. Oh, shit. Okay. So, shit's about to go down even more so than when it looks like all in the same day, you know? So, there's been no sleep, no food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like... Because <laughs> I was thinking at the end of uh, when Rick and Daryl got out, I hear somebody say, uh, "Let's go home." Like you don't do your war and then go and then go home and come back the next day. Yeah, um, you know you uh, can't. You, you, you camp in the that, field. And, that was Maggie's group. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they went home. Yeah, yeah, they went to back to the hilltop. Yeah, I know, and it's not over yet. And they're still playing fast and loose with time and distance in this, like every show nowadays, and, and so we don't really have a good grasp of where everything is or how long it takes to travel there. That seems to vary given on situation. Apparently not very long. No. And no. The, uh, the the Savior train should have slowed them down immensely. <laughs> But I guess I think we're seeing that Negan actually does have. I think next episode is going to be the, the survivors, our our guys getting their ass kicked a little bit, and that's already happened, obviously, because uh, things have been almost a little too easy up till now, and they've they've controlled the fight, and and then that will satisfy my you know rants about it being a little too easy at this point because I know you know the way you've portrayed Negan and the saviors they shouldn't be making some of these stupid mistakes but I think he's a couple chess moves ahead of Rick still and that's is he just sacrificing the pawns yeah sure yeah well that's that's who you throw into (laughs) that's who you lead the board with yep (laughs) so and though where's Simon his glorious mustache He's got to be showing up again soon, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose he's like series regular this year. He got promoted, so you thought we'd be seeing a little more of him. But you know, I was watching the credits as, as for some reason because because I all of a sudden I noticed like guys like Carrie Payne aren't in the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Like they're listed as guest stars. They have people listed as guest stars who don't even show up in the episode. Yeah. Well, that's because Carol might things. kill his ass for saying not a one did we lose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's got to hey, be some did contractual anyone, thing. You know, did anyone here... I'm sorry, go ahead. 
No, I'm, I'm done, Beth. Go ahead. Hey, did anyone hear um, when the whole scene when um, Eric had walked off in the field, you know, because he had turned into a walker? Did anyone hear Aaron call for Aaron? No. He said, Aaron! And I was like, oh, well, Brian's the one who noticed it. And he goes, did he say Aaron? And I said, no, didn't he say Eric? And then he said, he said it, he said it again, Aaron. And it showed on the, um, you know, our captions, it showed, he said, Aaron. Maybe he was calling himself. Yeah, he was calling us. So I was like, did he forget his uh, lover's name was Eric? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And did anyone know that Eric was a blue man? He was in blue man group. Really? Yes, he is. He said. really is. I did not know that he was a blue man. Had well, no idea. It's good that he has a backup job. Uh, <laughs> right? This one's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's neat. Don't quit your day job, Eric. Nope. <laughs> but overall, I mean, good good action scenes. I'm still a little miffed at the whole bottomless clip thing. Uh, I just would have liked to have seen them struggle a little more. At least the saviors, I mean, at least have pop one scene in there of fucking Eugene making some bullets because that was kind of the whole point. <laughs> Alright, is he still on the show? Yeah, I mean, occasionally. <laughs> hiding under a desk somewhere, I imagine. Not making bullets, but they still have plenty. We have plenty, you know. I, I just don't know why in, in the books, that's Eugene's very, very important because he is the one that makes the bullets and they they played with that for a second and they just kind of like eh screw it just have everybody shoot whatever they want anyway yeah they have they take they don't bother yeah I so. wonder where the fuck are the guns that they've been looking for for you know three episodes now yeah we haven't seen a ta- an attack from the trash people yet either and I apparently Seaside there has just been completely forgotten along with Heath um, so well the trash people aren't bothering. I guess not, but presumably they were still in the fight somewhere because she keeps getting like credited too. And I yeah. read they're coming back, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to wrap up the war in the, the half season or not. Uh, I'm not sure if it would be a good idea for them to stretch it out for the whole season. It's taken us three episodes to get through like twelve hours. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think the war is going to end in eight episodes. No, but I mean that that could be a problem because I don't think they can have just four more episodes of everyone just shooty shooty back and forth. And, and I think I read somewhere tonight that episode eight is going to be supersized. Ooh, well, of course, you know, which means thirty minutes more commercials. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we like super. Five minutes more part. show, five minutes more show, <laughs> and, and thirty minutes more commercials. Yeah, I guess that's all I got. It was kind of a straightforward episode, not a lot of plot movement, but that's you know, it's all just shooting, lots of shooting and fighting. Yeah, hope uh, shooty shooty roly roly. <laughs> hope Ezekiel's a little more, a uh, <laughs> little more realistic and, and uh, humble uh, next week. That would probably be a good thing for him. Uh, need to see. Uh, hopefully, Shiva didn't get hit in that rain of bullets because she was out there, like at the end there. Um, so we don't know what happened to her. Um, she cost. She cost a lot of money. 
Yeah, so, you know, being even more so to get shot on screen, I'm sure. So, so. Yeah, she just she just vanished. She she got deleted for the scene. <laughs> <laughs> she showed up long enough to remind you that she's there. Right yeah, now. she'll be rendered again. She's rendering right now for for next week. Um, it should be interesting. Um, as I said, I think we're going to see it's going to be Empire Strikes Back next next episode, and I think our our beloved survivors are going to get their asses handed to them a little bit. Well, that's already started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many freaking kingdom members we lost, but it probably was significant. So that's, uh, yeah, Mr. We're not going to get hurt today. He's got to rethink his his optimism a touch. He lost a few of his ranks. Yeah, you know, as I said, if it didn't take him so goddamn long to say everything, maybe we... <laughs> <laughs> Not as many people would have got shot. You know, they've been, you know, looking around for, for machine gun nests instead of listening to Mr. Renfair. Yeah, but you know what though? The assault rifle seems to clash with the uh, with the Renfair bit. <laughs> Little, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I think you should just start. You should make grenades out of his dreadlocks, just like put. Smush some C four in there and cut them off at will and like throw them at people. Oh, you put them, you put them little little blades in them. Yeah. Oh, there just, you like, go. just like swinging his head around. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm for that. With that and the sword, that would be definite killing machine. Yeah. I feel like I saw that in nineties comics somewhere. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I think it was like Shatterstar, yeah. maybe <laughs> something ridiculous like that with lots of pouches. But. <laughs> All right, kids, I guess that's it for tonight. Uh, we will be working on getting more celebrities uh, for you. Maybe, maybe not. And now the pressure's on. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, was very cool, though. And I, I finally got around to watching the... Uh, that's why Mr. Zapsik probably deigned to be on our podcast, because I watched the uh, like season opener of Comic Book Men soon after that, and it was all about Walking Dead specials, so he's... He's out there on the, the Walking Dead circuit, obviously, and we just got lucky enough to nail him, thanks to our our talent agent, Miss Hughes, here. <laughs> but Hughes. that's why I ended up calling him, is because I watched the 100th episode, I yeah. mean, the episode <laughs> about the, you know, 100th episode of The Walking Dead on Comic yeah. Book Man. Yeah. And not once did Mike say, I'm a super fan. I know, it was all about <laughs> Ming on that it was episode. Ming. Yeah, I can see why yeah. you went Ming. Sing? <laughs> I but should here, be forgiven. <laughs> here's for those of you that do listen home. If you want to email Comic Book Men or, or Mike Zapsic or Ming, you know, and tell them we would like to get both of them on this show simultaneously, so we can determine who indeed is the biggest Walking Dead fan. We, we have a plan. So go email Comic Book Men at however you go and do that, and, and tell them to be on Free the Walking Dead cast again, and we would appreciate it. And love you forever. You can just give them a call at the stash. It's really easy to find their number and <laughs> say best sent. You'll <laughs> 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 kill me, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that would be awesome. Yeah. All right, we're free. The Walking Dead cast. We'll be back with you next week. Bye now. Rolling, 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 rolling.
been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Rolling, 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 though the streams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling, raw hard.